Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yellow episode 191 of the world-famous part of podcast Yodas B. With me tonight is Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, B. How's it going? Oh, it's going. And I've also got Clarence Swamptown on the line. Hi, Clarence. You sons of bitches. <laughs> huh. Huh. Yeah, we probably deserve that. I'm not sure why, but I'm sure that we do. Uh, all right, so you're, we're going to talk. I want to sure start why. out by. Nope. Not. Uh, do, do you think. Can't that, think of it. Th- you think I don't. <laughs> I don't read Twitter? That I, I ignore it? You, you think, do you you think I, don't see, I don't see the things you write about Zimmer? Oh boy! You two trying to get him fired? <laughs> well, I wanted to start out with Gophers football, but it sounds no, like maybe you Gophers want to start football. out with. No, I don't know. Busy little bees. You you you, you run your agenda, and we'll, okay. we'll address it when when the time comes. All right, so you get just work yourself into a lather for about ten minutes because I want to start off with uh, with Tracy plays in the Gopher football program. Uh, and Clarence, you watched this. You watched the game, didn't you? Most of it. I flipped back and forth. I was, <laughs> I was a salty old sea captain last night, just navigating the television waters between Gopher football, <laughs> wild hockey, and Gopher basketball. Just in Twitter, just salty old sea captain, just keeping it between the buoys. Every break, between every play, <laughs> flipping over. God, I was just on my game. Just Mid-season four. I, I literally, Clarence, I just watched The Wild, which has Mr. Puck. That, that's remarkable. That's I, good course. for you. Of course I'm you not did. Gonna, yeah, everybody's, yep. you know, it's, it's great about America. Title to your opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't So what was your, Clarence, what was your strategy watching the, the game? Were you... <clears throat> I'm going to root for the squad because I always have, or were you, screw these guys, I'm going to watch just because I like football, but I don't care if they lose. Where did you cut? Because I think people change their allegiances at some point. Was that you? Well, I, I suppose I, I don't blame a person for changing their allegiance. I really don't. It, it's You do what you like. Uh, I try to keep in mind that this was five to ten individuals out of what are on a fully on the team 110 kids and you know uh, there's 90 of them that are fine that are they're pretty good kids so you could focus your attention on the 10 
uh, horrible, horrible people, or or the other ones that um, you know try to stand behind their their friends and their teammates, and then realized what they had actually done and, and changed their minds. So um, that's what I chose to focus on. So it was ten bad people, ninety loyal, misguided people, essentially. With the with the information that we have, that's the way. Yes, that's right. That's how I chose. And even I could be. I, I could certainly. We don't have all the information either, so maybe I'm misguided. But that's how I chose to look at it. Well, that hasn't stopped us from making opinions on just about everything no. under the sun no. so far. Ooh. So I don't want to. No. I don't want to get started now. Uh, no, you guys, you guys run with whatever the media tells you. I mean, that's that's that much is apparent. <laughs> sure. Well, what else do we have to go on, Clarence? You, I mean, you take a you take a kernel of what the media goes with, and then you blow it out of proportion. I, I think that's, we're we're part of the lamestream media. We ha- that's that's what pays the bills. We got to get the the eyeballs, the ear holes. No, your so agenda is apparent. It's it's apparent. <laughs> I I think I think that's just a little miscommunication between me and Brandon and and you I think is the what happened well, there. Yeah. That's it's a miscommunication issue is what it is. Yeah, what we've exactly. got here is a failure to communicate. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all it is. So was the okay, game okay, any good okay. at all? Was the game any good? I didn't watch any of it. So I, I... Uh, no, not I mean, they won. They won a bowl no. game, which is a pretty rare fucking thing for the University of Minnesota. They won. It was on. They, you know. they, I don't know. They didn't so much win as as much as Washington State lost. But yeah. you know, you can't apologize for how the other team plays. No, apologize. They, they had, uh, yeah. Washington yeah. State had a full boat. Of, I mean, I, I think Luke Falk is like an actual pro prospect, a quarterback. I. Eef. And but but yeah, Eef. I know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw. I did see. I saw Leitner's uh, touchdown pass and the. Oh. <laughs> good luck on that. <laughs> good luck on that first round projection, Todd McShay. Good luck on that. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, those are. Uh, speaking of misguided, yeah. Yeah, that that projection yeah. was misguided too. That's that's not so well. Bad. Luckily, uh, I don't think anybody in this state is ever going to forget that projection or let him forget it for the rest of his career. No. That's not going away anytime soon. No. No. Yeah. Um, so is the last night didn't do anything on uh, on Tracy Clay's future, right? Does it does it matter at all? Or do so you think that this was on? like Coyle a tipping? announced today that he's gonna have some sort of sit down powwow fireside chat with with Clay. It was the most to... toothless uh, oh. just uh, white bread, meaningless pablum press release you will ever read in your life. It so essentially Mar- could have been three words, <laughs> more to come. Yeah. I think uh, Martha Young from Twitter, our friend Martha, compared it to mm-hmm. checking maybe to a Facebook event. It's literally <laughs> just, it's there's no That's commitment good. whatsoever. You, if you, you, there's no tea leaves to read. It's just, it's nothing. It's It's blank space. All right, so this coil guy has been on the job for what six months? I I, I don't remember. I, that sounds right. Yeah, it's been something, like a half a year. Yeah, something in that neighborhood. What do we know about him? We 
we know Nothing. less about him than we did before he was hired, which we knew absolutely we, nobody had ever even heard of him. He's some nobody, Boise State or wherever the hell he came from. And we now uh, hired six months. We know less Some, than we yeah. did. Somehow, it's remarkable. Is he focusing? Yeah. His, what has he been focusing his time on? Do we have any idea? We don't know. He's been completely under the radar. And when he does surface, it's this, like Stu said, just these pablum, cryptic, nothing statements. And if he does make a decision, it's been ineffective. I mean, the way that he handled this whole uh, football scandal, whatever you want to call it, I wouldn't say has been, um, you know, exemplary. I don't think anybody's going to write a write a book on crisis management using this as a shining example. Um, so, man, I, he's he's had a rough beginning. Let's just say. I don't know if uh, the U of M has like a six-month probationary period like most jobs do, but <laughs> yeah, uh, sure, hope, sure hope it doesn't, Mark, because <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if, if you, I thought maybe one. he had just been spending his time on sports that I wasn't following. That was going to be my benefit of the doubt that he's been really focused on like women's hockey or something that I'm Swim, just not paying Swimming in gymnastics, to. you know, he's been maybe. spending a lot of so, time okay. in the velodrome. Let's for for a <laughs> yes. concrete example. If you're a coil, you say so. You catch wind that the players are going to have uh, a press conference that they are going to announce something. You remember that press conference? I think it was a Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe they said, "Okay." They told me, "Hey, we're going to have this press conference." If you're Mark Coil, you uh, you know that you have only so much control over these players. If they're going to have a press conference, they're going to have a press conference. They'll have their team meeting and have their conference. But you can say to them, guys. You can say whatever you want. You have the power here. Let me just ask you politely not to have this press conference directly in the middle of the women's volleyball game. Like, that's, can you wait? Either do it an hour ahead of time or do it like 30 minutes after it's done. The last slant, you know, the last spike or whatever. Okay, then you hold your press conference. Not right in the middle. Maybe that's not the angle that you boys want to be taking. Is to hold it right at that moment. Like that's just something you would think any rational person would would propose. Um, doesn't sound like anything like that ever happened. No, nobody connected those two dots. Those are simple dots to connect. One, two. No, nobody did that, and they went ahead and had it right in the middle of what should have been the volleyball team's hour. You know that that should have been their. They're two hours to shine, not usurped by by these misguided goofballs and their and their uh, oh odd boycott. Let's let's be kind, right? So do you think that he just wasn't paying attention, or he said that but not in an effective manner, or we just either way, either way, yeah, yeah, it point? just and yeah. and everything he's done. For, has just been poorly handled from a from an everything standpoint. I'd say the Jay Robinson situation, he didn't. That wasn't exemplary either, uh, the way that he handled that situation. Um, he's like I said, he's had a rough go of it. Maybe it's been a year. Maybe he's been a year. That's if it has been a year, that's even worse. That he's been here a year and we know nothing about him other than it just hasn't been very effective on crisis management. 
So what do you think he's going to do with Clay's prediction? No, I know you don't have any inside information. No uh, tea leaves have been able to be read so far because he hasn't given us anything. But you think he's going to – I think he keeps him just because otherwise they probably would have fired him. I think it's coin Maybe? flip. I don't know. I think I, I think it's – I really do think 50, it's 50 50 Yeah, I do. There's no way of knowing. Okay, how about this? If he's not fired, what are the odds that the decision to keep him works out? I would say 20%. So there's a one in five chance that Clay's gets another couple years and turns it around, and all of a sudden it's a really good program, and we look back on it when we're on our eighth year of podcasting, Jesus, and we're like, man, that uh, – yeah. That coil was right. I fucking I got to hand it to him. Yep. I was gonna. I wanted to can him. Well, one out of five. Uh, I'd say being generous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think if he was gonna be fired, they would have let him go already. Um, I think if I remember right, he has two years left on his deal. So this being the Gophers, I think they'll keep him on. Next year will go horribly. Recruiting will be even worse than their on-the-field record, and they'll fire him next year and slowly have to buy him out, um, wasting an, another year. I well, think that'll that be what happened. That all makes sense, and, and your point that if they were going to fire him, they would have done so already, but that yeah. that's the problem is that it does make sense. So I, I yeah. don't yeah. Yep. Anything that it's again, these, weird. <laughs> these are two points that are easily connected, and to date mm-hmm. we haven't seen that with this administration. So uh, I think it's still fifty-fifty on Clay's. That it wouldn't surprise me if Coyle said, "Well, I had this meeting, and we're going to fire him," and everybody would be like, "That it took a meeting for you to figure this out, or why didn't you just?" Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's got a track record. What are we? What are? What exactly are we waiting for here? So. It's such a disastrous organization that even if they do the thing that I want them to do, which is fire him, I'll be suspicious and probably think it's a bad move because they made it. Like, I well, just... if something's not right. Something you fucked up somehow. I don't don't know why or how this time because I wanted you to do that, but it's something's bad here. So it's going to be a long time until that stinks off him. And I there's think. nobody above him to tell him, hey, what are you doing? It, this Kaler seems just as, if not more, ineffective than Coyle. And uh, so there's nobody, you know, there's nobody watching this. There's no, the inmates are running the asylum, it seems like, and there's nobody in charge that has any idea how to run a major university. It's what happens when you hire a president out of Slippery Rock or wherever the fuck they, they, found, it. they found this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so another question about Clay's, and I may have asked this before. I don't know. I've been drinking. Um, what are his biggest defenders saying in defense of him supporting these dumbass kids who are trying to boycott the game? But just saying he's just getting behind his kids. Like, is there any That's any logical? The most, like, I, th- I think, the most charitable reading of this for Clay's is that he simply didn't know the extent of the allegations um, and I don't I don't know how realistic that is but as we spent the last 10 minutes discussing that the, um, the people above him 
we don't really know if they know what the fuck they're doing and if they maybe aren't filling the coach in on, hey, you may not want to be going to the mat for these kids. This is a really bad situation. Temper your comments. That's the most charitable reading I can give to Tracy Clays is that he may not have known how bad this was. It was but man, I the best. I have, but I have, a, I have such a hard time believing that. But you know, that's that's the benefit of the doubt that I. That's just, that's the only thing I can think of that I could defend Tracy Clay's on is that he simply didn't know how bad it was, and the reason you would even think that's a possibility is that the people above him didn't let him know, which again is. But as Clarence said, crisis management does not appear to be the strong suit of the current admin. It wasn't well, of the, we're role playing, pre- the previous we're admin playing, either, so. We're trying to be Clay's Wobby here, so that's okay. I think that's a fine... Yeah. <laughs> we, well, should get our own gopher, we should get our own gopher hole account for actually trying to role play us. The point others have made is that Jesus. Uh, the players and Clay's hadn't read the EOAA report. And once they did, yep. they saw what was in it, and kind of back, really not kind of they, they entirely backtracked and said, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. um, boycott's over. Uh, we're going to play, and we're sorry." Tampa Bay, we're focused on Tampa Bay. <laughs> Are there any questions on Tampa Bay? <laughs> so this E O A A or E O O A, whatever the report, um, which was what was it, sixty pages long or forty mm-hmm. or. 81, I believe. I got, uh, I got, I think, six or seven pages in. And yeah. I just, even as a, uh, I couldn't, yeah. I kind of knew what the rest of it might be. It was, you know. Um, so, so we all read it, like, basically the day after this boycott. Was it not provided to anybody else before that? Like, privately, you'd. I don't even know the this, this story behind it's, it. I'm guessing a lot of the players wouldn't have had access to that until it well, was reported if it was, in the media, they, but I was... They hadn't read it. Is they didn't see it. They didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, if right. it, either, either, it either wasn't provided or if it was, they didn't read it. Huh. And they're So re- best case scenario here all around is they're all dumbasses. The best, no, most charitable so thing retro- you can say about What them. they're saying is that the report is, is only one side of the story. There's There's... It's not a police report. It's a it's a report put together by the Equal Opportunity and Affirmative Action Council or something, which is yep. Uh, they're saying is not. Um, they gave their statements without uh, repre- legal representation. That the this investigation is led by nobody that has any investigation. Um, History that has no investigation experience. These aren't police officers. These aren't. These are just people. Um, they're not, a, and it's not. I'm, pl- I'm telling you what the players are, or what the defendants are saying is that this isn't a diverse group. Um, what the defendants were saying before that report came out, or even now after it's come even out? now after that they didn't get due process. They. Um, this is a one-sided report. The police, who are actually trained at looking at this investigation, looked at the evidence on both sides. The, the report is only one side. It's only the the victim. And uh, yep. 
the police report had took both sides into account and did not charge them, whereas the EOAA report only took one side and decided to um, suspend everybody, even those that uh, weren't involved, that were just there. Um, again, without due process, without their lawyers present, that's their side of it, and that it's the the group that's made that did the report um, doesn't have enough diversity or that they would like to see on, on the panel, things like that. That's that's the players, or at least the defendants' side. So the most charitable outlook then would be that they conflated criminal charges with administrative suspension, whatever, and and treated those as one of the same. That was what the players did wrong. I mean, besides all the other things, like, because that seemed to be a, kind of the crux of the argument of, well, hey, the police said that there shouldn't be any charges. Like, they said no charges, That's and right. then the police never said you can't suspend the kids or you should suspend the kids the, or whatever, right? So the players so maybe that was the there's no charges. We didn't do anything wrong. And the EOAA side is saying, well, this is a, this campus rape is a significant problem. Just because police aren't right. charging you doesn't mean we can't hold you to a higher standard. This report shows that you, while maybe it's not up to a criminal standard, it, you did do something wrong and we're suspending you. Inappropriate for athletes to do that is their point. It's inappropriate for humans to do that. And whether you're an athlete or not, <laughs> yeah. you, you, would be, <laughs> right. you should be suspended yeah. from school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Well, is it going away anytime soon? What's, uh, I don't, I don't, I sure hope so. I, I sure hope so. I don't know, Brandon. I don't know. Right. Okay. I have another question for you then moving on from that, uh, not fun report. Um, so of the, we do this, you do this thing on Twitter and you, you play along with usually our friend John, who's not here tonight and his, uh, evil twin Dave of the ranking order of like the best GMs and then the best coaches and whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun game. And so I wanted to ask you of the main, let's say, obviously the big four sports plus go for football and let's say go for basketball, the six coaches. You can throw hockey in there if you want to. Uh, Who in order is the – what's the order of the coaches that that are most likely to get fired first? So Clay's is number one with a bullet. Yeah, plays has to be number one. AD rankings, that's one game. But what you're asking me is is coaching rankings. Is that what I'm I want to do a new ranking uh, of the six or seven, if you want to include go for hockey. Um, The the ranking of most likely to get fired first. So you've got Clays, Patino, uh, Boudreaux, Molly, Thibodeau, and who's the last Zimmer. one I'm thinking of? Zimmer. Zimmer. So those six, what in, is the order of, uh, if you had to put some money on it, most okay, likely so to get fired? Most likely to get fired is Clay's. I would say yep. that there's, Clay's. A, there's a, a non-zero chance that tomorrow he's fired. Mm-hmm. Um, number two would have to be... Molitor. Molly. Yeah, I, I could see if at, by the all-star break, if they're just collapsing... Couldn't you see the new regime wanting to bring in their own person? Maybe, yep. or at least Both let those him two go seem like easy and then begin the process. Yep. 
bring in an interim manager and then begin the process of bringing on a full-time manager. So Molly's number two. Um, geez, after that, I suppose... Little Richard, I think, is probably... Do we see a crack in the armor if, of Little if, Richard? If, if, things, if things go really, really south yeah. after last night's loss, that would be the only thing. I, I think see everyone else is so new Molly. that they're secure. I, maybe Richard's above Molly only because of the way the seasons line up. Again, like you said, if Richard's season just falls apart after last night, and they he'll, don't make yeah, the he'll be gone season. before spring training. Yeah, he'd be gone yeah. before Molly, so maybe he put Rick, yeah. uh, Dick before Molly. So go Dick. So what are we? Where were we first? Clay's Dick, Molly. Then four would have to be because of sons of bitches like you two. I would. I guess I have to say <laughs> Zimmer. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. And then after that, so that was four. We got five and six, so who are we left with? Boudreaux and Boudreaux or Tibbs? And Tibbs. Oh, Tibbs. I think they're both super, they're both super safe. I would say yeah, Tibbs, they'll be around. Tibbs first before Boudreaux. Um I don't know. Tibbs, I mean you you love him, Brandon, but I don't know. Maybe he's what if he's a mistake? Question mark. I'm just asking uh, questions. well uh, you're just asking questions, of course. Mistake? I think it's going to be a few years before we realize that he was the problem because the what if he team is so young? He's the president. They've they've sort of. I think even the most uh, rose-colored glass fan didn't expect them to make too much noise this year or next year, almost in general. So unless they're complete, you know, like twelve win seasons two years in a row, I'd have to think he has a minimum of three years. Of his five-year contract. Um, what if he ruins but, the best, most talented roster they've ever had in franchise history? What What if he destroys it, and all you're left with is an empire, the same of dust and dirt and broken memories? I'm just asking questions. I'll be I'll be sad for sure. Will you apologize? It's a question Apologize. too. I'm only asking questions. Do I apologize? Well, I mean, for loving Tibbs maybe, that much, and he was a giant mistake, and set the franchise back another ten years. <laughs> well, I didn't hire him, so I don't know why. But you loved him and just, were just, a bobo, and he destroyed your precious Ricky, who you love, and drove him out of town, ruined his career. <laughs> so then the response to that would would be. I'm sorry to you. When Ricky wins an MVP for the San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> will you uh-huh. leave sure. town? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll probably be in San Antonio by then. Yes. Okay. That's got a beautiful boardwalk. I'll send for my things. You know it is. I've, I've walked on it. It's uh it's beautiful. It is. It is glorious. Okay. Right. So thanks for playing along. That's a good list. I think we all You're agree welcome. with the six. Uh, the this the for the most part, I think we agree with that order. Uh, so moving on to, I believe it was number four on your list. Um, that'd be Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings. So let me ask you, uh, in all seriousness, is because I haven't. 
As always, I feel like I do this disclaimer every week before we talk Vikings, and it's probably really stupid, but I haven't been paying the closest attention. I know you guys are paying more. But is this uh, Xavier Rhodes, Terrence Newman, going rogue story, the dumbest sports talker of the entire year? Or am I not giving it enough? It seems to me like soap opera for men. You you have already, by addressing it, enough tonight we've already given it more attention than it deserves <laughs> well why why are like is it is it just because it is like it's it's a fun like you know we try to act like we're above the real housewives drama but we we kind of just need to talk through some rumor innuendo he said she is it guys just can't help themselves sometimes or why is it a a thing I think one in football is such a difficult sport to assess. The X's and O's are so difficult, and you had such a monumental collapse that the average rube, it's just far easier to put your finger on things you can get your head around, like mutiny. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's invent it and point our fingers at that. Rather than well, uh, now, okay, they you, they didn't invent it. It happened. It did happen. Invented. <laughs> Newman Newman uh, called the code red. Terrence Newman. And, and, like, and mutiny seems like a dramatic term here. Has mutiny yes. been the word that we've been using in this? No, nah, it was. It was. It was a dis. They basically just disregarded their head coach's direct orders. They, me, which I guess you Newman can call it mutiny. Assessed but, the situation and and said, you know what. I'm calling, basically called an audible under mm-hmm. center and said, mm-hmm. I, I, why don't we try something out here? They tried it out for, I, I believe, three plays. It didn't work out, and they changed. And Rhodes, who, God bless him, um, yeah, you know, has some talent. I'm not necessarily convinced he is. Um, let's... They didn't name the Rhodes Scholar Award after Xavier Rhodes. Let's just I'm not I'm not breaking. convinced he's the brightest guy around. He made some post game comments. I think he uh you know so you get done playing a football game, violent sport, extremely uh fast paced, and like immediately they stick a microphone in your face and you have to give comments and I just don't think he thought through what he was saying and it got all blown out of proportion. And I went back and looked at the tape, and oh yeah, it was only a couple plays, and that was it. Yeah, he's basically was like, but it turned uh, into what the heck? Uh, Hunt for Red October. Um, <laughs> you know they've got Denzel, <laughs> Gene Hackman, sure. uh, gun to the face, um, nuclear subcodes. Um, yeah, it's. Everybody involved is kind of shrugging their shoulders like, this isn't that big a deal. But, you know, I guess we all just await for our instructions from the, the Vikings media on how on how we're actually supposed to spin this uh, and blow it up. And we'll just wait to hear what they have to say. If you, uh, if you and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to even ask this question, if you were not a fan of Zimmer to begin with, would you sort of see this as a thing to, as a feather in your cap, a, an example on on your side of the the T chart of? 
What, you, what are you saying, Brandon? What, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> this has been a test bit. <laughs> no, no, I'll just say it. If you got something to say, I'll I, just say it. Well, I, 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 uh, you listen, I know you love the guy. Um, really love the guy, and that's great. And I feel like it's possible that you are blow you are trying to say it's blown out of proportion so much and so passionately that now I'm starting to think maybe it hasn't been I think I think maybe you're going too far the other way and now I think I might want to talk about it and think there's some credence to it. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're you're going so far saying this is not anything. There is no way this is one thing. It's the same as an audible in football and on the offensive side where I start going, Well, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I think you're so. So now I don't Tibbs, know what to think. I, I, I started with this being the dumbest talk, sports talker of the year, and now I'm thinking, geez, Clarence hmm. is really revved up here. It's got to be something smoke, fire, that whole deal. Does like, do you get your stuff from Vensel like through DMs, <laughs> or does Vensel like does he email you? Does he does he text you? <laughs> And does how, uh, how exactly does this stuff work? You think that the local media guys are a like when Judd wants you to carry water for uh, a schism story. Does he like carrying water for a strategy? Sure. Like uh, like a you know have a introduction. Okay, here's the bullet points. And yep. I mean, do you create like a letterhead for each separate? <laughs> agenda that you need to carry or do you just carry what you know this is vikings agenda and that's the letterhead and then he emails out every week the different things that he wants you to say yeah it's uh it's the the name of the club is uh zhc zimmer haters club we all get together once a week Mm -hmm. and kind of go through you know, because we can't go too hard at one. You know, you kind of have to approach no, there's different angles. So we just, I know. You, 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 test, you test for soft spots, and then if you find, like, you know, resistance at a lot, but then, like, a give somewhere else, you attack that spot. You're, like, a really yep. good general. Jackals. Jesse had mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah, and it's... Jackals. That's how they attack all... a gazelle. They don't just tackle it and take it down. What they do is they nip at its heels repeatedly. Yeah. Open. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. They... Nip at its heels, nip at its heels until it loses so much strength. Then you all pile on, break its neck. Yeah, that's it's. We've found that's been the way that's worked uh, worked the best for us so yeah. far. But we're still just sort of feeling it out, you know. It. Uh, but the opportunity came to us. We had that one quote, and uh, you know, we had to fan the flames. Jackals, there you're yipping. I can hear you. I had to fan the flames. Yeah. I mean, it totally worked with Childress. We totally got him, and of course, the difference there is that Childress actually improved in his third year. So that's sorry. That was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get a beer. And let Clarence yell at me for five wow, minutes wow. now. And the league is just clamoring for him ever since. <laughs> just knocking down Chili Dip's door. Just the job. Oh boy. Just job that was rude. After that he job just after. let me sit here now with you. Now I have to sit here. Um, yeah. Okay. So let me ask you. So you're I still think it, it just—it's still. Wow. It's, wow. 
a guy the players absolutely despised. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's players. Awesome. Incredible. No, I never I, saw that coming. Look, I Did do you tip my cap to the campaign that you guys people, you people put together. It it is impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, what else do you want to talk about? Well, let me ask you a question about uh, old Zim Dog here. Ah, uh, here we are go. You're, oh, are you? Are <laughs> you? <laughs> no, uh, I, old Dave Axelrod. Let's just keep at it. <laughs> Have your has your opinion on him and his uh, aptitude as a head coach changed at all in either direction this season? No. So you came into it thinking, you know, uh, surefire Hall of Fame, one of the greatest coaches of all time, uh, can do no wrong. I did not. Uh, is is perfect, and you still not. are are of that of that thinking. I, my opinion did not change, <laughs> and that opinion is. Have you ever clarified exactly how much you love him? Is it like a, a lot or just a decent amount? Or My opinion is that the Jackals all need to go run back into the African plains and leave Zimmer alone. Just leave him alone. Mm-hmm. I wish the energy. It's like the scene in this is like the scene in Reservoir Dogs where Chris Penn is yelling to quit pointing the gun at my dad at the very end. This is just I love this so much. I wish <laughs> that uh, the energy that you all spend attacking a good man, good and man. a competent man, was spent <laughs> even just a, an ounce of it was spent attacking uh, Spielman. Just even a percentage, like five percent of the energy you spent, you spend on Zimmer was was focused towards Spielman. Just five. Why can't Why can't you trust that I have so much hate in my heart? I'm able to attack both of them as much as then I show want. Show me. Then show me. Why? Well, I said that that oh, no. Patterson when it comes to Spielman, all you ever do is you go, well, I don't know, GM. It's it's just such kind of a hard job. I don't even know what they do. And you shrug, and then you go, derp, derp, but then <laughs> that's true. I do do that. It is a complicated job. I that's exactly well. Your it's point. not complicated. I just don't know. It's probably easy. Uh, I just don't know what exactly to to pin on him. It's hard. It's hard to know. Sons of bitches. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is gray area. <laughs> the gray area. Uh, I do you okay? So you're okay, Stu. Let me ask you the same question: oh, Has your opinion on Zimmer changed after this season? I no. can hear his. Oh, okay. Um, I hmm, let me try. I'm trying to phrase this as. Uh, Wallace, I can here. Um, I think the defense clearly falling down flat on its fucking face in the last half of the season probably has more to do with the fact that they... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're exhausted and from carrying the team all season than it was the league catching up to Zimmer's schemes because they are relatively healthy with the exception of Sharif Floyd. And... Um, I just think they're tired. I'd argue they're not healthy. I'd say they're. Uh, Harrison they're, Smith is not healthy, and he I clearly. Um, I know we had the conversation when we weren't here, Clarence, about who the MVP of the defense was. I think it's Harrison Smith because they he's look clearly just not lost. healthy. I'd say AJ yeah. Barr is is definitely not healthy. You don't have that significant of a drop off without yeah, something. It's, yeah, it's yeah. So I, uh, so I, they're not quite as healthy as me. I, 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 he, he just has a hard, honest guy, Zimmer, and this is gonna, I'm not trying to kiss up to Clarence after totally just punching him in the solar plexus repeatedly, um, is that Zimmer's just too honest for his own good. So I just, he doesn't know how to lie as effectively as, uh, your guy Belichick, or just ignore the question, or just cheat. Um, so he just answered honestly out. about what happened. Uh, what, why, like, Jordy Nelson was running wild and free in the first qu- quarter or half or whatever, and he just said, oh, well, you know, go to the locker room, ask those guys, they made a mistake or something, and they went I'm and glad we talked agree. to him. And... So, yeah, I just point. think, I think Zimmer's fine, he's just maybe got to learn. I would say maybe take two weeks away from hunting wild boar in Kentucky or whatever, and just go to, like, some sort of crappy, you know, media handling thing where you get like a shitty breakfast and a like a rubber chicken breast for lunch and then go back to shooting ox in the off season. I just think that's his <laughs> his only problem is that he has a hard time telling a bullshit answer. Let me And tell I you think a, he's fine as a head coach and I like a him, very so. hopefully a very quick story about uh, a job I had oh a while ago. Uh it they, and they brought in this new uh, manager. And he had everybody in the entire department take this, uh, oh, what's it called, Briggs Briggs Myers? Is that it? Yep. Uh, you yep. are, and it tells you your, oh, God, what is the output? It says you. this is the type of personality you have, but the actual output is what? what's the different personality types? Or here's your strengths and weaknesses or something along those lines. Of, uh, can you guys remember? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? It's it's kind of a yeah. touchy feely exercise where you fill out the certain. Okay, that's fine in an executive or professional setting, and there were executives and professionals that were a part of it. But this particular department also <laughs> included in this meeting also included snowplow drivers. 
and you can picture <laughs> 20 snowplow drivers in this conference room with their trucker hats on and, and their boots and in your mind you can picture what snowplow drivers look like and they were all sure. of that what's it taking this Briggs Myers test and they're all union so they don't particularly care uh, about the ramifications of the words they say they're just like what the fuck are we doing here with this stupid bullshit and uh, that just comes to mind when I think about Mike Zimmer going to a two week media handling training school is every word coming out of the trainer's mouth him being like Fuck you. Just just shut up. <laughs> well, Mike, what we're trying to figure out here is are you an extrovert or introvert? <laughs> are you into thinking or feeling, sensing or intuition, judging or perceiving? Because if you're an ISTJ, you're less compatible with an ENTJ. And that will help us for next season to understand because... AJ Barr is an ESFP, okay. so... <laughs> About 10 seconds ago, a... the real-life Zimmer is strangling this guy with a telephone card. <laughs> he ripped the chandelier off the ceiling wall of this whole crappy hotel, and he's hitting the guy repeatedly with this glass chandelier. Okay, so Mike, this seems like more of a feeling behavior than a thinking behavior. <laughs> you, if you could be... Beating him over the head. Less the F and more T. I really want you to feel the T part of your brain, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I get it. And I also, he does call out players all the time. I don't know if that's like a, but that's sort of considered like a good thing, right? From like an old school perspective of like, if you don't want me to call you soft, then don't be soft in the game, right? That's sort of how that works. If Zimmer calls out players too much, then what do you call Tibbs who during a game, never shuts up about calling players. He, for how many minutes do they play basketball? 48? He is yelling 48. at them for 48 minutes about how crappy they are. No, he's not. Actually, I think that's a good example because if you listen to, and again, I don't know if any of this matters. I'm not an athlete. I'm not a, you know, um, by any means, I don't know what motivates each specific guy or sport or whatever. But when you hear uh, uh, interviews with Tibbs, he's always like, these guys are working their asses off. They're working hard to improve. I don't really care about wins and losses right now. I want to make sure that you know we're staying together as a team. He's very much like a rah-rah, we're all in this together sort of guy. He hasn't – he like purposely – that's kind of been a thing that they've been talking about. Tibbs on the court is screaming and yelling at the refs, and he's calling ice and these plays and whatever – and then he gets off the court and he defends his guys like crazy. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, that's from what I've read is the thing. Zim is not like that. Zim is, has, there's been a ton of examples this year of saying these guys are uh, not playing hard. These guys are doing this. These guys are doing that, whatever. And I don't know same, if it's good or bad. I'm just saying, like, there's different just as sort much of. As Tibbs does. Zimmer does the same exact thing, though. All maybe. He, sure. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just hearing the quotes of him not doing that and wondering, like, are, the, are his the players a bunch of Is babies? Is that what Kramer who... told you to do? <laughs> are, they, are they a bunch of babies and this is like old school football and you should just be like, hey, man, he called me soft. I shouldn't be. Well, who, you need to work harder for him. He's ever guy. Said, uh, what player has ever said anything about the soft comments? So he made soft comments 
nobody ever blinked at those. No, I don't think so. I, I don't know, though. I mean, I just don't know if that's, like, for sure the way his players are going to respond to that coaching style. All right. Anyways. That's it. All right. Did, did you get all the bullet points on the uh, on the media? No, or? Vensel has like seven or eight other things that I need to get to here. Otherwise, I don't get invited to this ZHC. <laughs> and it's at Punchbowl Social next week. I really want to go. Uh, um, okay. That's all I have to say. Good. And if you want to address the other points, maybe you can have a short of, and you can and you can. Hash it all out. I won't be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, fine. Well, let's move on to happier times, Clarence. Um, I want to talk to you about the wild. All right. Uh, and John isn't here, so I... So you know, it's going to be all positive. He's our resident. <laughs> yeah. He's, John has felt like... It's uh, somewhat, and I'm, I'm going to put words in his mouth, and I know this is probably not the right way to say it, but somewhat smoke and, smoke and mirrors for the Wild this year. Um, his point is that they are average offensively and currently like the best defensive team, and they usually aren't. It's all because of, of uh, Daryl Dawkins, and he is probably not all of a sudden like the greatest goalie on earth. So it'll all come back. He said this after like a four game winning streak. And now they're mm-hmm. at what? 11 games, 12 <laughs> 11 games. games. 11. Yeah. And he is just clearly him and Dave are beside themselves in anger about how unsustainable this winning streak is. They're and just screaming we're, we're, regression. We're getting led down like, the primrose path by this <laughs> run of really effective on, hockey on Twitter. I mean, they have been, gone on twitter john and dave are holed up like reese witherspoon in mud <laughs> just in some crappy southern hotel <laughs> they are they have been nowhere you can't you, you tweet them they don't respond uh they're gone yeah so uh so they're not here now and uh you can just you can just answer freely with no judgment because uh, it's just me and mr puck uh, how okay? So right now, I looked up the, some some numbers today. They are projected to get 106 points. I hope you know what that means because I don't. They're projected mm, that's, to go that's really 49 good. and 49 and 24, and then also really good nine. Yep, and 12.2 uh, percent to win the cup, which is I think second in the NHL. So projections are usually not just based on like. Because this is the hockey reference that, I, that I've been using. They're smart guys, so it's it's not just based on their record. It's usually more about goals for, goals against, etc. <laughs> um, that's really, really, really good, right? So, how likely are any of those numbers to happen, knowing the context, Clarence or Mr. Puck? You can chime in as well, but I wanted to ask well, I, Clarence first, just because I know you. Yeah, well, ask Clarence. For, yeah, I, I have. I have, so, I have. I did some research before this, but that. Absolutely, ask Clarence oh, first because he's closer to he's closer to the did. ground on this. I'm more on my ivory tower yeah. looking at numbers, but Clarence actually has a feel for this. <laughs> it's where we live, the ivory tower. All right, Clarence, mm-hmm. what do you got? All right, 
the good side is that, yes, Dubik has been the best goalie in the NHL. Their defense has been playing like the best defense in the NHL, and they have been getting timely goals. Uh, in the NHL, it is far easier to win in the playoffs with a very strong defensive team. Good defense, strong goaltender. That it's, it's far easier to go deep in the playoffs with that kind of team than a potent offensive team and average defensive team and average goaltending. Both have happened. Both, te- both of those style of teams have won the Stanley Cup, but one is easier than the other. All of that said, predicting that the Wild are going to regress is not a very bold statement. They are not going to win every single game for the rest of the season. That I, I will guarantee that. Oh Devin Dubnik is not going to maintain this pace for the rest of the season. It, 99% chance that he won't. That's He is playing very well. People have hot streaks, but it's like a, a guy hitting 600 over a three-week period. Yeah, that's very good, but is he going to hit 600 for the rest of the season? No. no nobody does. It doesn't happen. So saying, well, he's going to regress to about a guy hitting 600 is not necessarily going out on a very uh, long limb. Um, the Wild have a 12% chance of winning the Stanley Cup. So saying they're not going to win the Stanley Cup is not a long limb because that means they have an 88% chance of, of not winning it. That's not You're not being bold in saying, well, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup or Dubnik's going to regress or they're not going to win every game for the rest of the season. That's, that's been my entire point. They have good coaching, good goaltending, good defense, and they've been getting timely scoring. That's the recipe for success that they've, had, that they've used, and that will carry them. And that type of success is relatively immune to losing streaks, but it doesn't mean it's entirely immune to losing streaks. So a losing streak could happen, but right now, with the combination of very good coaching, very good goaltending, and very good defense, and timely scoring, they should continue to win a lot of games. That's so it. I think the uh, John and Dave being uh, huge rubes, who, and I'm just going to lump Dave in with John because he's the evil twin. John mm-hmm. is like the most optimistic believer in the whole world with half of his brain and the other half is calling that half of the brain a stupid moron for believing anything so right now john is just well it's probably happening all the time but half of his brain is like oh my god these guys are great and the other half is like you stupid fucking idiot they're not that great shut up so he's like trying to mentally protect himself from being hurt again are you doing any of this mental trying to stop yourself from believing they're that great? Or are you just like enjoying it? This is awesome. I'm enjoying like, it. Where do you fall in it? This I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm saying to myself, this is great. But with the, the statistic you use, them having a 12% chance of winning the Stanley Cup tells me nine. there's, a again, an 88% chance they won't. So I, yeah. I don't know what mm-hmm. that exercise proves. 
um, there's a very good chance they won't win the Stanley Cup. I get it. So what's what's the point of any of this? You, you don't cheer Sometimes, for a team until well, uh, whatever reference sports site of whatever sport you're cheering for says they have a 90% chance of winning the championship. That's when you start kicking in and, and having optimism. Well, you know, you know me, Pucci. It's all I care about, the numbers. But there are times when I think that not paying attention to those, well, I don't know if this is the best example, but um, like the Twins winning 83 games, there's probably a lot, was that two years ago, there was probably a lot of people super disappointed last year of like, wait, I thought they were good, where there are other people who were like, well, I kind of figure they weren't that 83 win good so i was a little bit more prepared for this to happen and it's doesn't surprise me as much as other people i don't really know what that's going to get you in the long run but maybe there's some sometimes that's probably fine to be like like the lions this year football you know they were at one point like eight and three or something and but they were a bad team they were really bad so maybe it'd be good to but then, again, you don't want to be like the stick in the mud who's like, well, if you look at the peripherals, it's not likely to maintain a... I don't know. I don't know where you want to land on that. Maybe it's keep it to yourself or... I don't know. I can see both sides. You don't want to be total stick in the mud. You don't want to be the that one side of John's brain. You don't want to be the other side. Somewhere in the middle of John's brain is where you want to be. Because both the outside side... outside Elements are, ugh. I understand. Not good. Mr. Puck, let me ask you this. Say? Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, no, you're driving. Go ahead, Stu. Oh yeah, I'm driving. Okay. Uh, let me tell you if this is weird. Let me ask you if this is weird or not weird because I truly am not playing dumb here. I don't know. They are right now, uh, according to the numbers on the on the spreadsheets. Uh, 25th in shots, but 5th in goals. Does that just mean that they're like well-coached and are making sure their shots are quality? Or are they... Is that luck involved at all? Or where in on the two, on the spectrum is that? I'd have That's to crazy look, difference. I'd have to look deeper into the stats and, and uh, where they rank in attempted shots because there's... They haven't been the best at hitting the net. They have a lot of. They've had a lot of players that have not have taken a lot of shots, but don't have a high percentage of, of hitting actually hitting the net. And there's a, a certain percentage of, of luck involved with that too, or regression um, in that also, where maybe you've, you you keep missing the net for a few games in a row, but that will even itself out over the, the life of a season two. So while they may rank low in shots, what are their shots? Where do they rank in shot attempts? Does that make sense the way I explained it? That way they may rank 25th in shots that have actually hit the goalie, but that's all that's counted is when they actually hit the goalie. How many shot attempts have they, have they had? Where do they rank in that? And then compare that They're to where they rank in goals. 19th. 19th in shot attempts. 19th in shot attempts. No, no, shots against. So you're looking at SA thinking that meant shot attempts and then actually was shots against. 
it may yeah. be a criteria so, to use for uh, an opportunity bitch. for regression that they've just gotten lucky and had a high shooting percentage, and that will um, level itself out. And that's why I talk about the they've had uh, timely scoring this year because they have, and maybe that disappears and they go through a a, uh, a losing streak for a few games. But as I also said, with strong defense and the strong defensive team they have, um, that's the kind of team that can withstand a losing streak. And now that Boudreau is here, um, it makes you wonder if coaching hasn't been a part of those long, prolonged losing streaks they've had in the past. And if he just... I'm a, I'm a Boudreau Rube. You know that. Uh-oh. Always love the guy. You have. You've been clamoring Since for day him one. for years. Fucking day one, I loved Boudreau because he was the guy. You told me that the the stink on him was he couldn't win a game seven, which to me is the fucking stupidest thing <laughs> yes. in the whole world. So I am a Boudreau guy. I love him. Um, so I uh, I think he's great. Although now that I say that, I should admit I don't have any idea what he actually does. You have um, limited idea on what any coach does. Or general manager in any professional sport. No, 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 no. It's just football. I know exactly what the head coach does in football, and I have no clue what the GM every does. Every sport, you're until like, the, until really you think differently about do? one of those two, and then I'll flip flop. Yeah. Do we really know how much of an impact they have? That's you know, Poochie loves fine. the gray. Come great. on, you're living it's my gray. bread and butter, baby. Fifty shades. Love the that's gray. You. Don yep. Johnson's daughter. You got the chains. Mm-hmm. That's you. That's fine. Pooch. Do what my you tastes want. aren't exactly. Yep. I love. Get behind closed at doors. Least 50. Let your hair hang down. That's you do what you want. You're Can I use my language. stat? Can I use my stat? <laughs> yes, Mister Puck. <laughs> I want you to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what do you got, Mister uh, Puck? <laughs> in uh the dubnik uh daryl dubnik that's his name right yep mm-hmm. daryl okay. dawkins yep uh, he's uh played 27 games he has given up 28 five by five goals um that's probably not sustainable but i think that's really good i've checked with giles farrell on this i think that's good it's very good. Um, okay. Totally. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. And I don't know why John is mad about it. I don't know why Dave is 15% madder than John because about it's it. Not, they're right. But I it's think it's really good. It's fully. It's not sustainable. Can... But no, they don't have not. to give these wins back. They don't have to give the wins back if he, like, gives up five goals <laughs> in the game. they got to pull him right. and put in uh, Darcy Kemper, right? They, they get to keep these 11 wins that they've gotten. So... They don't have to give them back. When I'm almost positive you're right. I don't know much about the NHL, but I'm almost the, positive the, the, they do the, not the have The weird to scoring systems with ties and shootouts is kind of that's it's hard for me to to fathom. But I don't think they ever have to give a victory back. And I know that's what John and Dave want, and I don't know why they want that. It's <laughs> I, I don't get it. There's some I sort of weird. It's them. like some sort of weird strain of Western Minnesota Lutheranism. That makes them just so angry about unsustainable winning streaks. I don't get little it. tiny babies, little twin baby boys pooping in their diaper 
out in Ortonville mm-hmm. watching Oral Hershiser's 59-inning <laughs> scoreless streak saying, screaming at the television, <laughs> he's going to give up a run sometime. This is not sustainable. That's unfair, but I'll allow it. I'll allow <laughs> and, it. And <laughs> their dad just looking at him like, what have we done? How, how did we get here? Well, I know. I mean, it's it's truly because they don't want. They're trying to convince themselves to not get too worked up, and they're they're trying to warn others, assuming that they have the same brain that they do. (laughs) In case you're a crazy optimistic person like me, you need to calm down because I'm about to hyperventilate. So this is as much for me as it is for you. That's what my sense is. I looked through the hockey reference um, numbers, and I have noticed that. the another thing that uh, I think you're uh, you were talking about earlier about the goaltending and how great it's been. They are twelfth uh, in shots against, but first in goals allowed. So that's another example of how good uh, Daryl Dawkins has been. Another interesting thing is they are first in PDO, which oh, leads sure. me to my most important question: uh, What is PDO? He PB uh, that was a saxophonist. Um, you know, uh, did duets with Kenny G. Yep. Um, okay. Writing this I down. I might Sex be thinking honest. of Peebo Bryson. I think oh. I just made a mistake. God, you do um, this every week. Almost every week, you start I thinking of Peebo Bryson. Do not know what <laughs> PBR. Wait, PBO. I don't know. P. What okay. would P even stand for in hockey? Penalty. Power. I've Googled it. Polka. Tell me if this makes sense to you, because I'm, again, I've been drinking. Uh, PDO is the sum of a team's five-on-five shooting percentage. Okay. Which is the number of goals they score divided by the number of shots on goal they generate. And their five-on-five save percentage. It's the sum of that. So let's just... Run it back. It's the sum of their shooting percentage and their save percentage. So this is basically just telling us who's the best in the league, I guess. Hmm. So it's combining gold. Okay. Yeah. I I don't have a, a standard on what would be a good PBO or bad. I don't know. First ever. It doesn't. It just basically it's all the best teams are at the top and the the worst teams are at the bottom. Got it. Well, people love numbers. Who knows? They do. The difficulty comes with with shooting. In hockey, especially, the shooting percentage. Uh, You know, a shot from half from the red line counts the same as a a shot from the the crease. And obviously those are two completely different types of shots. So um, when you want to get into hockey metrics, it gets into strength of shot, um, how good of a scoring opportunity was it, things like that. It's difficult to assess. And you have like a tiny amount of interest in some of those or a decent no, amount or is it all? I do. It's, you like it? I have a limited amount of time in order to try to wrap my head around the stats that they keep coming out with. I ha- I don't yeah. hate them. I just, I can't, I can't have that be the center of why I, I, I get, I'm lucky to get an hour a night to watch the hockey game. I don't, I can't have my head 
be buried in what these stats are to tell me what I'm actually watching. I just don't. I wish I did. I we wish can I could. set up a we can set up a I'm, conference call with Van Sluten. Just he can like you know walk it. you through them. Just I could wear get like a T chart and a whiteboard. The kids do when they're playing Mortal Kombat or whatever. Just a headset as I'm watching TV. He mm-hmm. can walk me through this stuff. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I am the same as you, except except opposite. I have an hour a night to dig into my spreadsheets on the Wolves, and I can't even bother to watch the games. I just don't have enough time to. <laughs> that would have benefited you tonight, court. Brandon. That would have been very helpful for you uh, tonight. If you know. Oh no! Did they lose? They they lost. Yeah, I just checked on. I just pulled up Twitter here and. I uh, got my uh, talking points from Vensel for the next show and saw that the <laughs> sure. Timberwolves lost. Those are the two things that I got. So I saw that too. They lost by two to the yep, Nuggets, who are bad. To the Nuggets. Well, they're not terrible. They're just kind of bad. Yeah. So. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Bummer. Ugh. Bummer of a year. Not a total well, bummer, regress, but it's... but it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. That's that's it. Yeah, sure. Um, are either well, we are just about out of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Jesus! Let me it's quarter question. to eleven. My God, yeah, it's quarter to eleven. Um, can I get a real quick five-minute dad life question? I got a full Absolutely. list. Absolutely. Let me just let's, let's just knock for. out the first one. Uh, my next question on the dad life list is: How long can I hold off putting my kids in sports? Hmm. Before I'm just considered a terrible dad. How old is the oldest? Jones is uh, just turned five, and Fitz just turned two. Yeah, you're already. You're. It's already too late. Yeah, I'm, I. I want to hold off as late as possible. Can I wait no, to put Jones into baseball until nope. he's like eight? No, he's not in baseball yet. No. Yeah, there's. No. You can. His chance of making varsity is is zero. Yeah. Oh, it's over. You've, yeah, oh. it's already over. You might as well. You're paying for college, buddy. Have fun. Yeah. Good luck to you. Um, yep. What Oof. is the choir program? He's not smart like either. Up there, I, choir, um, band. Get him in something. Yeah, you're you're screwed. God. So um, if he's not gonna be an athlete and he's like not smart, am I? Ugh. Well. What am I can you? Do with I would buy like a old diesel motor and just have him start wrenching on that. Learn a learn a trade. Trade. <laughs> learn That's a my trade. worst nightmare. Uh, you, I could you, teach you are not a fan DIY. of working man. I know that. Um, you guys both know my I'm kids actually, started. Um, I, both my kids started uh, sports in first grade. By their request, we did not force them into it. They um, silly wanted to do gymnastics. Piper wanted to do dance, and that's that's what we did. I think my dream is that they are really into sports and very athletic, and uh, all they want to do is play sports. And for example, Jones next summer will be five, and there'll be like t-ball lessons. And I'll say to so this is a fantasy. I'll sit Jones down on the couch, and he'll be like, "Hey, Dad, I love baseball. I want to play t-ball." And I go, "Bud." Here are your options. Can sign you up for T ball. You're gonna get like three swings a night. Or we can go T-ball in the backyard sucks. or down to the park. You can take like sixty hacks. We'll work on some pop flies. 
work on your form, might work in a change up here and there. It depends on how well he can pronate his elbow, those sort of things. And you'll get to be an amazing baseball player at, in the backyard. And then he goes, dad, backyard sounds amazing. And then we do that. Um, that's sort of a thing that I think would be great to have. Has that ever happened in the history of the world? Uh, we use that. We didn't offer it so much as an option as the, our oldest we had in T-ball, and it was just miserable. It just sucked. It, it's, uh, the it wa- it's the worst. It's the worst of the kids' sports. It was the worst waste of time. We uh, took her out. We The second one, we tried again for a year. We were like, no, this is exactly how we remembered it. And that was that. And with the third one, we didn't bother and just did the strategy, like you said, backyard, um, throwing the ball around, pop flies, throw, uh, taking some, some cuts. Got far, far more out of that than, than T-ball. Once, the, once whatever league you have in your city starts getting into actual baseball and less uh, daycare, where it becomes less of a parents drop them off and don't really give a shit and the, the kids stand out there with their glove on the head, you know, and maybe, like you say, get three at-bats a night, and it starts becoming more formal and actually start learning something. Until then, if you don't want to do it and he doesn't want to do it, don't bother. You're not getting anything out of it. Yeah, it seems like a nightmare. I was hoping to hold off until he's like seven or eight. I think that's fine. I really do. Joking aside, I think that's perfectly fine. It's better for them. It's better for my mental sanity. Yep. Okay. So that's that's going to be my strategy. I just wanted to get your sign off as dad. Well, you do what you like. Off. I will tell you this: that you know I'm coaching the the daughters' softball teams, and so I'm at their practices, right? Uh, ground balls, pop flies, stuff like that. And he comes and helps, and he gets f- a million times more out of that than he ever would at any t-ball game. At that, he you know he's out in the field fielding the balls that they hit or. And he gets a thousand times more reps doing that than he ever would at some sandlot game. You know, uh, the thing about baseball is that the practices are the most fun thing about it. Like if you have a, you know, infield, outfield, batting practice, whatever, you get a crazy amount of reps and then you go play in a game. And it, for the most part, it's like, oh, bat three times fucking sucks. Well, um, I I would tend to agree with you. I loved baseball practice. I loved everything about baseball. The difference is that I learned early that I hated every position except for catcher because of the exact reason that you just said. Standing out there, finger in your nose, waiting for something to happen, praying it gets hit to you, or if you suck, praying it doesn't get hit to you. And uh, at catcher, you're in every play. Yep. So it's different in that sense. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing. It's the so, exact opposite of football. Everything sucks about football except the games. That's According right. to that people who suck. have that's played right. more than football than me. But um, baseball, to me, it's always the opposite. Well, like hockey you is similar don't to like... football. In that sense, I hated hockey practice. Hated it. And yelled at. You know, getting exhausted. 
where games were awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's interesting. Huh. Well, that's one you're, to grow on. You're fine. It's a good strategy. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Sound strategy. That makes me feel good. All right, cool. It's so all um, going to be okay. Yes, thank you. That should be the end of how we are the the end of our dad life segment every time. It's all going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll can we'll we'll, uh, we'll ask more and discuss more dad life uh, next week. Uh, beyond that, I think we should go. Um, good talk as always. Good group therapy. Um, Stu, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the uh, next uh, ZHC yeah. private ZHC. I'll see you Friday we'll see night. Pencil and yeah, Friday night. It's going to be fucking great. Uh, yeah, partners bowling. It's going to be. It's going to be awesome. So um, <laughs> we'll go do that, and then we uh, won't report back because that's a secret. But um, we'll be back next week. Sons of bitches. And the end. <laughs> Goodbye. Later. Yeah, we actually. I think we. I honestly gotta think we actually handled the gopher thing like adults, which I think is the least we can do for such a serious topic. And I think we actually did. We we had a fair hearing of you know the whole the whole shooting match. We actually didn't talk about the game at all, which is good because fuck that. I think we. Uh, I'm proud of us, if that sounds weird. I've only had two beers, so if it's actually sincere and stuff. So. It's a fucking awful thing. It's a just awful thing. Just hate it. Hate it. I hate everything about it. Yep. Exactly. It's just the worst. And there probably are some kids who, like have maybe not even a tangential involvement in the thing and they're getting dragged through the mud of the guys who are actually involved in it and it's just what are you going to do? It's just ugh I don't. There's no good answer. That's the that's the shit of it. There's no good answer. So, yep. That Mhm. So, did you write any uh, show titles down, Brandon? What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Let's see. I got uh, Vensel's Marching Orders and a Joyless Ortonville Childhood. Yes. I think that's good. I think that'll work. That I think that that one's from Clarence. I think, yeah. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna hit stop on my recording here and start that process up. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.